the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. You know, I've been thinking about the different struggles and the battles that we have in our life. And there's a couple of things that the enemy wants to do with us. And I've been thinking about how the story of David and Goliath, one of the most popular battles in the Bible, could be still we could unpack and learn from it. Because David, when he went before Goliath, he responded to Goliath and he told Goliath, you come to me with javelins and with spears and with swords, but I'm coming to you with none of that. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. You know, and sometimes I think if the enemy cannot stop you from fighting a fight that does not belong to you, he will then try to get you to use his weapons to use something that is not going to give you the victory. And David, you know, David, what was David doing? David was going to deliver some cracker and cheese to his brothers, right? Mm-hmm. His, his father said, hey, take this, take this cheese to your brothers and to the commander and, you know, and come right back to tend the sheep. And, and David went and was drawn into and had to fight a fight that really did not belong to him, but he was the only man standing. Uh, and so he stepped up to the plate. He stepped up. Uh, but then the enemy could not stop him from from fighting it. So then the enemy, what he tried to do is try to change his weapons. You know the story. Saul tried to put his his armor on David, and then after that, Goliath said, "You know what? I I have I have these weapons, and what do you have?" And and it wasn't that his victory came in another way, in a different mm-hmm. in a different arena. And and David was clear in how he would win. And I want to challenge you today and how you will win. The enemy will try to get you to fight a fight using the wrong weapons. Somebody comes at you with words and, and, and you want to come at them with words. Somebody comes at you in violence and you want to come back at them in violence. And, and you know, that's not the weapons of our warfare, as the Bible says. Uh, our weapons are, are different. They're not carnal in nature, uh, but strong in pulling down of strongholds. And so we have to understand what is it, what is it that we have? We must take inventory Mm. of what we have and be able to use what God has given us. I love the story of, of, of Acts chapter two, uh, when, when the apostles tell the, the lame man, silver and gold, I have none. They know what they didn't have. They knew that, that money, silver and gold was not the answer that this lame man needed. What they needed, however, what he needed, however, they actually had. And so he says, you know what? Get up and walk. 
and and he and there was healing right there because silver and gold could not heal them. And a lot of times we're praying to God for a raise and for money and for jobs and for cars. And God's like, that's not what you need. What you need mm-hmm. is to tap in to the power that you have in my name. And so I want to challenge you today to tap into what will actually help you, what will actually open doors, what will actually do for you what you need. Uh, we don't need we don't need a lot of things that we ask for. But in Jesus' name, we have everything we need. Mm. And so today, I want to I wanna turn you back to the Scriptures, turn you back to the basics, mm. and turn you back to your knees and, and pray to God and God in your name and begin mm. to pray in the power of the blood of Jesus, pray, mm. pray in, in the name of Jesus. And that is what we have been given to defeat and to overcome every battle, obstacle, Goliath, mountain. It doesn't matter. You have what you need to Mm. overcome. Amen. 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 I'm here in the studio once again, AM 630, the word in the Church of the Week studios. And I have with me a man of God that uh, I was searching around and looking who who I could connect with. And and thankfully, I connected with... uh, Pastor Mark Mata, he is the senior pastor of Livingstone Family Church yes. at, right here in San Antonio. So, Pastor Pastor Mark, God bless you and welcome. Bless you. Welcome to AM630, The Word, Church of the Week program. How are you today? Doing great, doing great. So honored to be here, sir, and just appreciate that word of encouragement already. And I know our, those that are listening or whatever means they are hearing this program are blessed to encourage. So we love the spirit of David. We love that story. Powerful, powerful impartation. And uh, I, what I love about that story also is that when uh, when he came up to King to the King Saul, he said, "You know, I can I can take care of this battle. Mm-hmm. I can take care of it." Nobody stepped up, which they should have. Nobody stepped up, but a young teenager did. And so maybe you're listening, and you're a young person. Uh, you know, we just came back from a powerful youth conference in Baton Rouge, and, and uh, we saw many of our young people filled with the Spirit, filled with God, encouraged to do something in their school this year, in their, in their semester, and uh, uh, we're excited about what God is doing, that the Spirit of David really is all you need to take mm-hmm. care of any Goliath, mm-hmm. any giant in your life. Amen. Amen. And so I want to I hear a little bit about you. I want to yes, introduce sir. San Antonio to Pastor Mark yes. Mata. Where are you from? Yes. Are you a San Antonian? Are you a PK? Yeah. What What is up with you? Who are you? Let us yes, know. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, I'm originally for it. Don't hold it against me, but I'm originally born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Um, you know, home of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, so I was around when the Tom- and the other the other basketball team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Mavericks. And uh, but, uh, you know, I grew up uh, in a Christian church, Christian family. I was so blessed. I tell people all the time, I think I was born in the nursery because we went to church all the time. When I was a young person, I had a serious, serious drug problem. Uh, my mom and my dad, they drug me into the house of God. <laughs> they drug me to Sunday school. They drug me to my mom even took me to women's services. And my dad took me to the men's and Sunday school. And so I thank God for my Christian heritage. And yeah. um, uh, but about 19 years ago, when I uh, excuse me, when I was 19 years of age, the Lord called me into the ministry, uh, being a member there at Church on the Rock years ago with Pastor Larry Lee, uh, Church on the Rock in Rockwall, Texas. And uh, the Lord called me out of there and uh, just serving in that church. And uh, God called me here to San Antonio, serving a local church here that was uh, founded by my brother. And and then little did I know I'd be serving as a youth pastor, uh, serving as an associate pastor for a local church here on the south side of San Antonio. And learned so much from my pastor, Pastor Jerry Reles at Lion of Judah Church. 
And then, uh, and then about 2001, the Lord called us out to my wife and I to start and birth Livingstone Family Church. And, and uh, God has just been so good, so faithful. And uh, we thank the Lord for the anointing, the, the mentorship, the learning. You know, I've learned in life that, you know, life is really not about losing. It's about learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been learning so much from the Lord. And uh, we thank the Lord for his anointing. God's touching our children, our youth, our men and women alike. And and uh, so we just uh, thank the Lord for San Antonio's giving him birth. Now, I've, I've, of course, I've found my wife here in church and, and uh, got married here in San Antonio. And and this has been my home now. So I, I consider I consider myself a San Antonian, even though I don't wasn't born and raised here. So but I love this city so how, much. How long have you been in San Antonio? San Antonio since 1989. Oh wow, that's yeah. that's a that's a minute. You've it's been a, here it's a while, while now. Yeah. So, so we we can consider San Antonio my, my uh, home. Yeah. <laughs> so you think you're gonna stay? I think I'm gonna stay here <laughs> okay. for the long haul. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I grew up in church as well, so I have a very similar testimony. Where where my my testimony is not out that I was on, on I was drug to church, yeah. but but I say you know God deliver me from drugs mm-hmm. and God deliver me from right. gangs and violence because I never had to taste that praise mm-hmm. the Lord mm-hmm. I was I was in church and and I also tell people don't feel sorry for me and don't feel sorry for my kids now That's that right. I bring them to church you know what they they're okay mm-hmm. they're safe mm-hmm. they they're learning they're getting exposed to to the power of God they're getting exposed to a relationship with God and so. Uh, but I but I say I was born not in the nursery because my my little storefront church in <laughs> in in the Bronx, New York, where where I was born, right. uh, they didn't have a nursery. Everybody mm. was in the sanctuary. I was born in the third aisle, mm. and so uh, <laughs> uh, in the third pew, my mom just boom, right. and and the service kept on going, and uh, so that that's my heritage. But at at a moment, I know at a moment in my life, though I was raised in church and a mm. PK, I had to have. A conversion moment, mm-hmm. that encounter, mm-hmm. that That's decision right. that I had to make. Mm-hmm. When and how did that happen for you? Yes, sir. That happened actually in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was uh, attending a service there on the campus of Jimmy Swaggart Ministries there in Family Worship Center and uh, wasn't planning to be there on a Sunday night. We had some car problems that day. We were visiting uh, my, my brother, who was a college student there. Um, and, um, you know, we were supposed to leave Saturday morning after church, but God had a plan and uh, our car got stuck. And so we had to wait another day, stayed Sunday night, and I got saved hearing a gospel preacher talking about my life. And uh, I know there's many of you, you can, you can relate to this, seemed like the preacher was reading your book, was mm-hmm. reading your story. Reading your and mail. That's right. He was reading my <laughs> mail. And he said, there's someone here tonight or in that Sunday night service who um, you've been running from God. You know God, you know God in your head, but mm-hmm. you don't know God in your heart. And wow. I did. I knew God. You know, I think somebody once said this, 18 inches from the head to the heart. And and uh, and so I knew all the scriptures in my head. I was brought up in church, but I had not uh, invited Christ into my life and simple childlike faith. But with the moment I did, went to the altar, heard a missionary preach that day, missionary Jim Woolsey, who's actually retired now, minister of the gospel. But uh, walked down that aisle. The altar call was actually over. They were getting ready to pick up the offering or say some announcements. But uh, I went in there and I said, you know, God, if you still have a chance for me, and that old song is right. There's still room at the cross for yeah. you. And uh, so I went down that altar, gave my heart and life to Jesus Christ. Never been the same since. Amen. And you were you were a teenager? I was you 14 were young, years of age. 14, 14 years of age. And and, uh, and I tell young people all the time, you know what? You don't have to blend in. You don't have to... You don't have to be like everybody else, and uh, I'm a living witness. You know, I didn't go to Christian school. My mom and dad didn't have the the, the funds to take me to Christian private school, but uh, but I took my Bible. And, yeah. You know, I had a big old Jimmy Swagger Bible at that time, and <laughs> I, I, I I took it to to school, public high school, 
and some would laugh at me, but some, you know, you know, respected me. And uh, so, you know, you can be young and you can serve the Lord. You know, we do have a passion and burden in our heart for young people because I was there. And uh, so, uh, and also my wife as well. She got saved when she was 13. I got saved when I was 14. So, you know, God has a plan for our young people. And even whatever age you are, it doesn't matter what, how age, how old you are, um, you know, thank the Lord that he, I got saved to the bone. Thank the Lord mm. for that. Amen. So there's there's a couple of other decisions that that were that what I would imagine they set the course of your life. Yes. You know, one of, one of them you you mentioned you're you're married now. Yes. When when in in that timeline did yes. that happen? How was that? Yeah. Yeah. So when I um you know when I found out really really realized that I can be complete in Christ. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say you know when you find your significant other that's when you're complete, but that's not really true because when you know the Lord. And you develop a relationship with God. He's all you need. Right. And that uh, God just brings people, I believe, in our lives, relationships, uh, husband, wife, to fulfill our assignment. And uh, so I met my wife in church as I was serving the Lord in ministry already here in San Antonio. And she was in, in church. I think, they, I think that's a good place to meet your, your significant other that yeah. you're going to live for the rest of your life. In church is a good, is a good it's place. It's a good place. That's yeah. right. The right church, right? And uh, so <laughs> it, was a, it was a Bible-believing church. And, uh, and so I served there. And, uh, you know, but... You know, the thing about it is, you know, I've told people all the time that, you you know, when you go too far with God, you can't turn back. Mm-hmm. You know, we've come too far now, been saved and sanctified and filled with the Spirit that, you know, we just can't go back now. And uh, But, yeah, I met my wife there in church and uh, as I came to San Antonio and and uh, and serving now together, it's just been an awesome, awesome, really a dream come true, you know, yeah. because, you know, when it's one thing for you to have the vision and the dream to love people, love the sheep. But when you see it in your wife, it just makes things a lot smoother. Things flow together. And, you know, the Bible says where two or three are gathered together, there he is. There's his presence. So yeah. we thank the Lord for his presence. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's an p- important decision in my life, yeah. who I married and, and uh, who, who you want to connect with. And uh, so I thank the Lord. I made, it, I made the first choice right with God. So <laughs> praise God for that. You know, I, I appreciate when, when pastors tell me how much they appreciate their wives yes. in, in ministry because I tell you what my favorite preacher mm. is my wife all right she can tear it up there she she preaches the word mm. and I sit there and I get my notebook and my pen mm. out and I'm taking notes That's and I'm awesome. and I'm the first one saying amen over there when she's there when go. she's bringing it and uh, I thank God for for my wife and it's a it's a great it's a great thing That's awesome to to be married and to have someone that also can yes. share the load uh, now, another another important decision that yes, I, I want you to talk to me about, because not everybody that gives their heart to the Lord and and gets saved and, and has that experience and then even marries in into it. And, and but but what made you take that next step into full time mm. or to, yeah. you know, what what happened to you that now right. you're a pastor? Yes, sir. I mean, you could give your heart right. to the Lord and just, right, you know, right. leave me back here, Pastor. That's I'm right. fine. I'll even That's play right. an instrument. But, you know, I'm, uh, you know. Right. But then you took that next step. Yes, sir. How was that? What did, what happened there? Yes, yes. Like I said, nine, when I was 19 years of age, I knew God had called me to preach. My parents would tell me, you're going to be a preacher one day. Ah, but I would just ignore it. I came from a family where we were in the ministry. I had an uncle who's a pastor, a tia, an aunt that was a pastor. Uh, but they weren't really successful. They would struggle a lot. And, and I said to myself, I'm not going to do that. There's no way, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, be that. I guess because I saw the, the, the negative side to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still love the Lord. But finally, I surrendered, kind of like Jonah in that in that uh, in that belly of a fish. You know, after three long days. Finally, I said, "Yes, God, not my will, but Your will be done." And and I finally realized, if I could say something to those that are listening and whoever's hearing this, is um, when you give it to God, 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's his work now. And so I finally realized I didn't have to struggle. It's his church. It's his ministry, his calling. And, uh, you know, now my wife and I, we get to a point in our lives where we cannot see ourselves separated from the church. We can't see ourselves separated from the call. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, we recently took our young people to a, a youth uh, conference and I, we sacrificed our uh, our own wedding anniversary. You know, we say, hey, you know what? It's OK. We, we, we love God. We're going to be just fine. But our kids got bled. And that's our greatest joy that we have. I guess when you're called of God, you know, I've, I've told our leaders before, it's not what you feel, but it's what they're going to feel. Yeah. And so there have been many times when we feel struggling, we feel tired, we feel whatever. Lord, can you give us the strength? But, uh, but when we see those people come to the altar, when we see people get filled with God's love, when we see people rededicating their lives to the Lord, coming to a church, and for the first time, maybe giving their heart to God. Uh, so that's how it happened. God just, I knew God's calling was on my life. I was a young guy preaching, you know, and I wasn't even in full-time ministry yet, but thank the Lord, he's, uh, he's made that wonderful possible, the greatest privilege of all. And I wouldn't change it for the world to be anything else in this world, but to be a preacher of the gospel. So is, is Livingstone Family Church the first church you have been the senior pastor at? Yes, yes. We founded it. My wife and I are the founders of Livingstone Family Church. We were birthed out of uh, Lion of Judah Christian Church, so, served there as associate pastor for seven mm-hmm. years, and then uh, talked to my pastor, and I said, Pastor, is it, uh, I feel God's calling me. He said, yeah, I knew it. And so we thank <laughs> the Lord that he laid hands on us and blessed us, and that, I believe that's important. Yeah. You know, how you how you leave your last assignment determines how you enter your new assignment. And uh, so... Um, and then that's that's where it all began. It began with that that calling that God you know placed on my life. But as I tell people all the time, you can't have your own ministry until you serve someone else's ministry. And uh, so thank the Lord for that. I, I so believe in that principle that you that you first serve someone yeah. else's dream. Mm. You know, I and it's not a popular part of Joseph's story. Jo- um, uh, Joseph when he was put in prison and his and his right. brothers sold him. Mm. It's not a very popular part of his story, but it is accurate to say that Joseph first served right. the Pharaoh's dream. Mm. Mm. You know? And, and and it was it was actually Pharaoh's dream that brought him mm. into the court. Yes sir. You know, and he said, what does this mean? And he he interpreted it and then he was able to live out mm. his dream. Right, you know, right. which would happen many, many years previous. Mm, mm. And then he was able to serve his brothers yeah, and, and his family and save them, mm, actually. That's right, and that's and right. all that, you know, they survived because Joseph first was humble enough to serve another man. Mm. And then he was able to, to see his dream wow. come to pass. So that's that's very biblical. Yes, sir. And uh, I, I, I see that. And you learn. I remember my, my pastor in New York uh, told us if you ever want to preach on the pulpit, first learn how to clean a toilet. <laughs> That's it. You know, so he That's had it. us <laughs> there you go. free labor. There you, go. you know, <laughs> he didn't have to pay a janitor because he there had us. Go. He had us uh, want to be preachers mm. cleaning toilets. That's it. And uh, there was a lot of wisdom in that and mm. humility that that there served us well. Uh, but you know, there, there's Amen. something about when when you're doing that. Mm. It's it. Some people would see it in in. When when they're not seeing kingdom, they're they're seeing why are you quitting on your dream? Mm. Why are you quitting to? And it's not quitting. There's a, there's a difference between quitting and surrender. Mm. You know, That's when good. you when you surrender, it's one thing. You're not quitting. Right. You're, you're just allowing someone else to to lead you, and that someone else is not really the man or the That's person right. of your organization. That's it's right. God. There you go. It's God molding you. You know. Yes. So how how do you would you would you 
unpack Definitely. that for me a little bit. I just, put, I just yeah. put a lot on that plate there right go. there. there but did. would you unpack that for a second? That's awesome. You know, when you surrender, you make it out of your hands. And uh, I've, I've, I've sensed it that it's God's church. It's God's people. Right. We're just the under shepherds. He's the chief shepherd. And uh, so when we yield ourselves to God, I think that is the greatest thing. And if I could say the hindrance of many people today from receiving is the, the failure to yield. Mm. The failure to surrender and say, God, I'm going to wave up the white flag and I'm going to say, God, this is your church. This is your life. And um, and that's what we we are seeing. We're seeing people's lives because I, I believe that we don't attract what we want, but we attract who we are. Mm. And I believe that if we are yielded vessels, God will bring yielded vessels as well. So praise the Lord for that. And uh, but you're right. That is that you just said a mouthful that if we can give it to God, if God can just, you know, get it, we can get it out of our hands, get it out of our heart then the Lord can do something great. Amen. Now, let's let's transition into the ministry now. Living Stone Family Church. Where are you guys located? Yes, yes we're located on 2746 Frontier Road, and that is like one block away from the big security service tower buildings. I know everyone knows where that's at, on the other side of Lackland Air Force Base, uh, 90 and Military. Right off the highway, uh, you can see our, our church. Uh, there, used, there used to be a famous Ming Hao Chinese place. They recently moved, but everybody had told me they know where that Ming House. Uh, Chinese place that we're right in front of them we're right in front of them um, and uh, also uh, next door to some beloved brothers of Lackland Baptist Church and uh, so we're next door neighbors but we you know God is doing some great things there in that region um, great location uh, right across from the you know we are San Antonio is a military city and uh, so uh, we uh, we have seen people being touched right there in Lackland Air Force Bay we're just right on the other side across from the Baptist Children's Home can't miss it so you're talking about the Southwest Corridor not not too not too far out there though. Yeah, exactly. But, but Lackland, the Lackland Air yes, Force Base and, area. And I love the area because we're right in the middle between two major highways, 410, as well as 90, 90 and 410, and that's just a great location. And thank the Lord that we have people from our church coming from all walks of San Antonio. We have people from our north. Uh, south, east, and west, and it's just a great hub, a great center location uh, to see people from all over San Antonio uh, come and and be blessed by our ministry. You guys are on Facebook. We can find you on social media. Yes, we are currently on Facebook. We do a lot of uh, um, work there, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Livingstone Family Church. And uh, we are currently developing a new website, so give us a little bit of time. That's under construction. And uh, But we're just asking God to, uh, you know, expand the ministry, expand our uh, uh, influence in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's just one soul at a time, we're good. But, yes. we're, we're, but we thank God for what he's doing. And uh, and uh, so we want to just invite anybody to come on out looking for a home church or like to visit us anytime. Uh, you can follow us there on Facebook, Livingstone Family Church. What time is your services? Yes, we have two services right now, uh, our Sunday morning, 10 o'clock service, our worship time, where we're seeing miracles, signs, and wonders, and and then also Wednesday night where people really want to get deep in the Word of the Lord. We believe that one of our strongest um, emphasis in our ministry is the teaching, and that's why we love this this uh, station so much because I love the, I love it, the Word. That's yes. what we're all about. We're about the <laughs> Word. Uh, and, of course, we do believe in the power of prayer, and we, we, we see God confirming His Word as well. Uh, through miracles, signs, and wonders, and so, uh, so I know you'll be blessed. Come out and visit us. Check us out. A lot of there's a lot of churches I know that don't have midweek service, or, 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 or maybe don't have a Wednesday night. You come out and visit us, and and uh, just, you know, I know you'll be blessed, and we'd love to see you there. All right. And so now, let me ask you the question: 
do I have to go dressed up in a three-piece suit on Sunday morning when I go to church? <laughs> That's a good question. Come as you are, all right? Come as you are. I mean, we, uh, we know that God's doing a work on the inside of us. Uh, God always works from the inside out. So we're more concerned about people's hearts than, than how they appear on the outside. Um, you know, I usually dress up on Sunday. That's just the way I was brought up. But people come, you know, with shirts, you know, and jeans or whatever. You're okay. Just come as you are. Uh, even those of you who've never even been in the church at, you know, at atmosphere, you don't know what it's about. Don't worry about it. Just come as you are. And, uh, and uh, I know the Lord will do a work because we're more concerned about what God's doing on the inside than on the outside. You know, you said something in the devotional earlier this week. You said, uh, we win from within. Mm, I yes, love that statement. Yes, sir. That's 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 it's significant it. of mm-hmm. what happens. We're not, you know, you don't. You could shave and comb your hair and hopefully brush your teeth, but if you still angry, right? You're still angry. There you, you go. Dressed up angry, mm, you know. But you if you start letting go from within, yeah, then you win. That's it. Then you know, it doesn't matter if you shave or not. Hopefully, you, you still brush your teeth. But you know, th- there's going to be joy coming that's coming right. through. And so, Pastor, you know, we have we have just a couple of minutes right. left of the of of this interview, and it's gone so fast. Right. Uh, but I want to give you a time, a mm-hmm. moment, maybe mm-hmm. talk to somebody. Sure. And they're looking for a church. Invite them to church. Sure. Tell them something of encouragement today. Sure. Let me just encourage you that God's not finished with your story. God's not finished with your life. Uh, he still has a purpose for your life. I am confident that God, what He started in you, He will complete it. He will finish it. Uh, we believe Jesus is coming soon. We believe that that is just on the horizon, but we need to be ready. We need to be prepared. And and uh, and your confidence begins today. Forget about tomorrow. Forget about yesterday. Forget about your mistakes. Forget about your failures. And just know one thing, that today is the day that you can start the rest of your life. And uh, so I want to encourage you to come. You're looking for a church home. Uh, maybe you're in transition, not sure. Maybe you've been hurt before from another church. Let me encourage you that uh, the church is not there to compete with one another. We're there to complete one another. And so we're going to love you. We're going to just, you know, ask God to do something in your life because I know he does. Please join us. And, you know, if you need, got a friend, invite somebody to come, and I know they'll be blessed. And uh, we love you, and uh, we appreciate KSLR. We appreciate this ministry, and uh, we appreciate all that God's doing in San Antonio. And uh, we know we're just a part. We're just a small part of what God is doing in this city. So come out and be an encouragement, and you will see God work in your life. Amen. Thank you, San Antonio, for listening to AM630, The Word, Church of the Week program on behalf of Livingstone Family Church and Pastor Mark Mata. I want to thank you. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.